Ryan Williams was a luxury for this Auburn signing class, not a necessity. Auburn rolling strong with what is now going to be known as the Freeze Four. He goes to Bama, and that is what we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Auburn Daily Show. Join us always is Auburn's man of mystery, Auburn Daily Show guest extraordinaire, Pat Barnes with us always to be breaking down all of the hottest news that is out there. So let's jump right into it. It's your host, Alex, better known on the socials as at Auburn Memes. So Pat, break it down for us. Did you see this move coming? No, I didn't. I did not see this move coming this quickly. Now, I, I thought it was kind of up in the air whether he, he would end up actually signing with Auburn, going maybe to Texas, going back to Alabama. I definitely thought we were going to get a visit from Ryan Williams. And you got to give Alabama credit where credit's due. They they got it done quickly. Uh, whatever their pitch was, it was very successful, and they got him to shut it down. And I think we'd kind of be lying if we said that uh, Alabama – Desperately needed this win after the last couple of weeks they had. So they kind of had the incentive to make sure this got done pretty quickly. So Alabama was definitely putting the full court press to make this happen. As you said, they've not been winning the PR battles. They hadn't had the headlines going their way ever since Saban's retirement. They needed a big win. This arguably was definitely a big win for them. But do you think this was as big of a loss for Auburn as a win for them. No, this this is a bigger win for Alabama than it is a loss for Auburn. Uh, and, and you hit on it in the title of the episode. At this point in the recruiting class, Ryan Williams was a luxury for Auburn. And any other year, he would be a must-get, and I would be down in the dumps about losing this kid. Simple fact of right. the matter is Auburn just signed its best recruiting class ever for, for wide receivers. So. Right, and now, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the best wide receiver class in the nation, correct? I believe so. Now, and I don't know if Ryan Williams going back to Alabama changes that, but I don't think they got any other uh, top top four stars to go along with them. So I believe Auburn would still be on top of the – it was us and, Ohio, us and Ohio State had the two best receiver classes, and I think that remains the same today. Which kind of makes it even more scary if Perry Thompson had did what he teased us all, gave us a heart attack – on his signing of throwing that Bama hat on, giving us the old Houdini, tossing it off, ripping out that Auburn jersey. Incredible moment, because obviously we've seen that go the opposite way for Auburn far too many times in the past. It was nice to like actually you know, be on the winning side of that, those shenanigans. But that could have been dirty if they'd gotten him and Ryan in that class together. It feels good. And I think this is something I want to take a deep breath on. I'm kind of reminding myself of this, is this wide receiver class is stacked. And on top of the returning guys coming to the team, five, do you think they could have easily fed all five receivers with the amount of touches that guys of that talent caliber could get, even as true freshmen? No, I think best case scenario, you keep four of them rolling in the next year. To me, it's probably more likely you keep three of them. And I think long-term, you would probably keep three of them. If that, I mean, I, I think – realistically only two of them are going to get significant touches throughout the course of their career. And that's just based off simple history. I mean, high tier recruits, you have less than a 50, 50 chance to pan out still. Now you have a higher chance to pan out as a five star, but I think it's still sitting around 35% chance that they live up to their billing. So odds are at least two of these guys aren't going to be what we think they are. So no, they probably wouldn't all be here by the end of next year. So we're looking at it this way here. 
Ryan goes to out Al- Ryan goes to Alabama. Auburn was in the mix. They had a vi- I think Auburn was going to be the final visit. He was originally going to commit on his birthday. A lot of hype around it. It was the rumor for a while there was he decommitted from Alabama. They're out. It was kind of the Auburn and Texas show. Auburn people feeling pretty good. It's going to be an in-state battle. There was some chatter. Alabama could be coming back with the coaching debacle. Who really knows what was happening there? He still took the visit. He had the picture with Willie up there. Got laughed at a little bit on the internet. But now, do you, you know, think? Maybe- uh, do you do you think Roll Tide Willie is is crawling around the athletic complex of Saban still the coach there? It, there, that raises some questions. I mean, is I don't think do he we is. need do we need to ask if Willie is a better recruiter than Kalen DeBoer? I think so. I think they brought does in he, big guns for him. Does does I honestly maybe we should just retitle this episode? Does Ryan Williams commit to Alabama if not for Willie? Is he wanting to play for <laughs> Willie? Maybe so. I saw Willie at the game last night, and I was like trying to not really be around him. But I heard I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide at least 80 times. And if I never hear that phrasing again, I'll be a better person for it. It was brutal. It was a rough place to be. But I'm just saying they, uh, they, they as you said, they pulled out the big guns. They got their guy. What do you think, aside from Willie, was there any other it factors that made him, because he was gung-ho that it was going to be February 9th. He was visiting everybody. He even decommitted. What do you think changed, and why do you think it changed to make that happen? How do I put this delicately? Alabama delicately. wanted him really, 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 really bad, and I could think okay, about. I, I'm gonna, I want to, I want to one up you. I don't even want it. I think it's needed. Yeah, they did. They needed him. That Saban would have wanted him, but I mean, I think at this point, it is not even a want anymore. Saban want want guys. Saban didn't need anybody. Well, they needed the Ryan Williams. And they, not only just they needed Ryan Williams, they needed the momentum boost that Ryan Williams would get. You can only get so many West Coast three stars before you really are like, eh, we need something happening here. The, the, the thing is, and we just talked about it, they've had mm-hmm. a terrible two weeks. And terrible a lot weeks. of it is not, not really anything that was in their control. Uh, for whatever reason, Saban had for retiring when he did it screwed him and put him in a hole. We kind of talked about it last week. It's unfair what happened to him. I'm not losing any sleep over the fact that it's happening to Alabama, but it is kind of unfair what's happening to him. When you look at uh, Jim Harbaugh waiting a week and a half to announce where he's going, just so that Michigan players can't hit the portal because no, none of these other schools could take their, their transfers in because the enrollment dates up for classes for most of them. Mm-hmm. So Alabama did kind of – get the short end of the stick on this. And they needed – they like you just said, they needed a win bad. And to their credit, they got the win. Uh, they did everything they could to get it, and they got it. So that's big for them. Well, I would say this was most definitely a lot of energy for Alabama. And speaking of energy, well, what do me and you do when we need energy? We drink some coffee, right? Well, we're going to shout out today's show sponsor – the Plains Coffee Company. And if you see right here at the bottom of the screen, use promo code Auburn for 10% off. They serve all sorts of different types of coffee. The freshest of coffees, the beans are ground. The, or sorry, all the beans are roasted the day before shipping. It is all online, super easy to use. You just go to their website, 
plainscoffee.com. Order it. They bring it right to your house. Door, work, mailbox, wherever you want it. New age of coffee. Some of the best coffee. I love coffee. I, I'm at the age where I need coffee. And I think a lot of college students, especially people in the Auburn area, they need coffee too. But the good news is if you're not a coffee fan, guess what? They've got tea as well. Go to plainscoffee.com. Help support the show. Use that promo code for 10% off. I want to thank them for sponsoring this show. Well, let's get back to some energy for coffee. <laughs> some energy for coffee. Energy from coffee. Let's talk about the, we'll just say, we'll keep the coffee theme going here. Little bolt of energy Auburn guy. They still got the freeze four. We still got, we still got the whole stack of guys. We've already kind of been over them here. Do you think Cam Coleman is better if you could pick Cam Coleman or Ryan Williams? Who are you picking? I don't know if he's better. What I would tell you is that if you had held a gun to my head and said pick one or the other, I would mm-hmm. pick Cam Coleman. And that's okay. because he's six foot three, 195 pounds, and he fits the NFL prototypical outside wide receiver model. He's got the size, and then you look at what he did the All-Star Week. From all accounts, he was the best player out there, and he had a phenomenal senior season. And I, I believe on on three, he's still ranked higher than Williams. So I believe, I believe so as well. We, we, you were talking about, you know, if Alabama had gotten Ryan Williams and Perry Thompson, how good of a receiver class that would have been. Well, hey, we just did the same thing by getting Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson together. Uh, so, and, and like we said earlier, Matt. Simmons and Bryce Kane are no slashes either. Simmons is nope. just inside the top 200, and Kane's just outside of it. So we're, we we loaded up on receiver this cycle, even without Ryan Williams. Yeah, and it's not to forget too. Um, what's what's um, what's his name from? Uh, was it Georgia Southern? The transfer receiver slot guy, uh, Robert Lewis. Robert Lewis. I was wanting to say Robert Williams. I'm over here looking at Ryan Williams, so that's uh, that's why you don't um, host the host a podcast when you have when you're dyslexic so there i go again and he but he everybody thinks he's gonna be a slot guy and he has the size of, of your prototypical slot guy in the nfl he's 5'11, 185 but he played mostly outside at georgia of state i believe so I, I anticipate i wouldn't just peg him for a slot receiver i think we may see him um, make some plays on outside the hashes for us yeah, he still got there, and obviously Jay Fair is still on this team. Now, I know we talked about it last week, but did DeVar Johnson ever finally make a des- like have a destination? No, he's still in the portal. But, I, I mean, it's too late for him to come back. Classes, the cutoff date for classes. Uh, so, I think he's I – don't, I, I don't know if he's playing football or not this year. Because I would think, unless you're going to a private school, which Baylor would be, um, that it would be tough to get into a situation right now for him. So That is absolutely crazy that whole situation because i mean it's not like he was a slouch like that he should have been a no he best, was he was the best receiver on our team last year and i, yeah. I would have taken him back happily i don't i don't know if that's something that he thought that you know there were some rumors when he entered the portal that he was going to Ole miss mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if somebody else of his caliber entered the portal at the same time and Ole miss took him instead and that kind of left him without a spot uh i, I hate that for him i wish he was back at auburn but this, that's the game you play when you play this portal roulette. You, you may not find a spot when the musical chairs uh, start spinning and the music stops. That's what he gets for not subtweeting Lane Kiffin every day. So, yeah, if you learn if you learn if you learn any lesson, make these weird cryptic subtweets 
and just hit, know, that's hit Kiffin that's with Kiffin's love language lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just don't. Uh, ambiguous article and emojis. That is how you get Lane Kiffin's attention these days, which is just, we could do a whole episode on that. Just what is wrong with Lane Kiffin on like, why has no one taken the keys of the internet from him? Cause it's just every day it gets weirder and weirder. So I, w- I would but, give anything to make Ole Miss our third permanent opponent at this point with all the smack he's been talking. I- I'm dying to play Ole Miss again. Yeah. I still can't believe the sec just did not see the, I mean, let's be real. Everything they do is about money. And how that they did not see, like, that's going to be a game that's going to get the TV sets tuned in. Absolutely bonkers to me, but, you know, like I said, didn't get asked. But back to our back to our guys here. So how many of the Freeze Four are currently practicing right now? I think oh, it's not practicing, but are enrolled in ready to be practicing when that starts up. Coleman and Kane are on campus. They they participated in bowl practices and they're going to be playing in the spring. So you can, you're going to be able to see both those guys out there with football team in the spring. So we should be having a pretty good showing for a day. Now, obviously the biggest question still is who's going to be throwing to these guys and what Peyton Peyton, but you know, there's, there's a, there's a with, lot with of stiff competition. Yeah. yeah. Hank Brown. Hank. I mean, we, we, we love that we saw out of Hank Brown and then, I loved what I saw out of Walker White in the All-American yeah. game. So uh, I, I'm kind of counting out Holden. Maybe he'll make me eat my words, but I think we're going to have a nice little battle this spring between Thorne, Hank Brown, and Walker White. We'll see what happens. So I'm an A-Day, I'm an A-day hater. But this legitimately, for a lot of reasons, is going to be one of the most excited ones I'm seeing. Because, yes, there is a very interesting situation at quarterback, and there's some heavy, heavy artillery at wide receiver and we're waiting to see how those are going to link up. So you said you said um, Coleman and um, Bryce Kane. Bryce Kane are, are are enrolled right now. Correct. So that means in the summertime we're going to have Thompson and Simmons. Tom, Thompson and Simmons coming in. They're going to be enrolled in the summer, so they, they'll be practicing right. then. But they will they are not here for the spring. Correct. So we'll have a little preview, but come time, summer and fall, it's going to be full blown freeze for rolling. My, my guess, my guess is come August, your starting three receivers are going to be Coleman on the outside, Mm -hmm. Lewis on the outside and either Jay fair or Caleb Burton, whoever wins that battle will be the starter slot. Right. And I don't think we should, we as just everybody who follows Auburn, should detract of the idea of the not hitting the freeze five as a as a loss or a letdown. I think what you got to really celebrate is just how good of a situation they have there. I mean, you look at it here, you flipped. I mean, two of your top guys, you flipped. You get Coleman from AM, massive. You get and keep Perry from Alabama, massive. Now, Kane and Simmons. When they were in their days of recruitment, who were they? Who was it a race between for them? Because I know obviously they committed earlier. Bryce Kane, I believe, was a June commitment for us. He was June or July, and we actually beat Ole Miss for him. Because I remember okay. Kiffin was subtweeting about it. Oh, yep, shocker. But she, as he does now, Simmons was kind of a late bloomer. He was a Alabama high school kind of superstar. Uh, for whatever reason, he was not getting big offers, and Auburn wanted to see him in a camp setting. Uh, and they brought him in. He was incredible there, and we offered him on the spot. And his senior year, I don't know if you saw any video of him, 
saw the stats. He had a monster senior year. And he, I think once he was on Auburn's commitment list, kind of put the recruiting services on notice of his abilities and they paid more attention to him and he kind of rocketed it up. He was a three-star on most of the sites. He ended as the number 198 overall player on on three. So uh, he had a big jump his senior year. Well, all big time, huge to get all four of those guys. That can be a catapult for guys to come because what's going to happen? What happens to the 2025, the 2026 class when they come in and see these guys falling out? These coaches got it. They can do their thing. I mean, props to props to Marcus Davis for making this happen and keeping it. There yeah, were some question yeah, I think, marks. Uh, Davis finished as the number four or five overall recruiter in the nation this year in his first year at Auburn. So promising start to his career at Auburn. That's huge. Now, I want to kind of go back to something you said, too, here. You'd mentioned about Lane Kiffin subtweeting probably being a little bit grumpy. There's a place, because I know Lane Kiffin, I'm sure, listens to the show because of how much Auburn media he consumes and tweets about. So wouldn't be shocked if he was a listener. Thanks for the support. But this will be an ad read that is uh, geared toward Lane. When Lane has these days where you can tell he's frustrated and tweeting through it, do you have any idea of what he should – a place he could go to help maybe a healthier outlet than the phone's keyboard and the send button. Do they have a rage room yet in Oxford? Is it not? But he's going to need one. I don't know if they do or not, but I do want him and everybody else there listening to know that there is one in the Auburn area, right outside Auburn and on the edge of Auburn, Opelika, the Opelika rage room. And also too, a little bit closer, Birmingham has one as well. The Birmingham rage room. That is a sponsor for the show. As always want to thank them for sponsoring it. Want to, uh, you know, give an open invitation to Lane if he's out there. Mention that you heard about the Rage Room on this show at either of the two locations. They will get you an extra bucket of breakables. Just mention, hey, I heard about this on the Auburn Daily Show. Give me my stuff. And like I said, if either location, Birmingham or Auburn, go to their websites, opalikearageroom.com or birminghamrageroom.com. Book a session online. Mention that you heard it here. Uh, they will get you taken care of. It is a blast. I've been to Rage Room. It's a lot more fun than you would have expected. Exactly what you sound like if you never heard of it. Just check them out, social media website. Great time. I want to thank them, as always, for sponsoring this show. Rather you be in, like I said, our top two audience areas are Birmingham and the greater Auburn area. So if you're around there, check it out. Great time. Help support them. Help support the show. It is a big, big, or I guess a big, big thank you for them as being a sponsor. As always, and hey, you know what? When you're done, give the Plains Coffee Company a call. Get a little, uh, get a little Java to either juice you up before or after. Uh, coffee and rage rooms just go together like peanut butter and jelly. But uh, Pat, we're gonna wrap this up here with a little bit of, uh, with a little bit of, we'll, we'll say some predictions, okay? Because we've got the free score coming here. We're gonna, and we're gonna do this a, a number of times here, so. You feel that out of the four guys coming, that Cam Coleman probably gets the most snaps, right? Yes, I think he'll he's going to be a start. In my opinion, he will be a starter, and he will be your leading receiver this year. Okay, I got another hot take here for you. Since we're talking about Ryan Williams and him not coming to Auburn, which I mean, granted, you know, transfer portal things don't work out in Alabama. He's he's always welcome. I just want him to know that he, he can always he can always come back. 
But he is a stud. He, I, we we, we kind of glossed over it, but he is a stud. He's going to be a stud at Alabama. So I, he they will be very happy that they won that battle. And uh, beside the fact that he plays for Alabama, I wish him all the best. He yeah, ex- yeah exactly. As long as him yeah, wish him all the best. Except if that best like hinders Auburn in any way. So just except you know, against us, yeah, yeah, or any teams that you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Wish him enough. Yeah, you get it. So, Ryan Williams, and that's that's kind of a good takeaway there. We don't want it to be where he, we don't want this to be of like, oh, he was not good. Auburn is fine. Auburn is fine because Auburn has so much talent in the guys that they have coming in, and that's a luxury that Auburn. That is a that is just an unfathomable thought process Auburn's have not has not had to where you have so much talent you could afford to lose top tier talent because your recruiting class is so bolstered. That is not something Auburn fans have had the luxury of even being able to process. So I think it's still kind of a – because there's some people that are really upset about it. He was going to commit. They were going to visit. They were going to roll off the red carpet. And obviously, Bama did what they had to do out of a state of – you could probably say desperation or something. But let's talk predictions on this. Do you think at the end – or we'll say year one in careers, who will have more yards? Ryan Williams at Bama, Cam Coleman at Auburn. I cannot think off the top of my head who their starting receivers are going to be this year. I believe they bring back Kendrick Law and Kobe Prentice. They're kind but of we, fit the same mold that Williams does. So I we know a few who it think, won't be. Right. Yes. A bunch of them left. You gotta you gotta dig deep. I mean, into I that think chart. I think you gotta think Williams is gonna be the best out of all of them as far as stats goes because of DeBoer's offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even with Breeze getting more of the types of players he likes, I think we're going to run the ball more than Alabama does with the board. So I think it's it's probably a safe bet that Williams is going to lead everybody in yards and stats. And that's stats. due to and that's probably due to the system per se. Well, I mean, due to system, but he, I mean, he is a freak show. He, a lot of people consider Ryan Williams to be a generational player. Uh, we'll have to see if that's true or not. Uh, but, but I think he's going to kill it there, unfortunately. Uh, so I'd have to say that he's going to lead everybody in stats, but I'm that may not make him the best receiver. Coleman can be a better receiver, and he may get drafted higher, uh, but he may not have the same number of stats Ryan Williams has. Right? Yeah, because I mean stats. I mean, there's a lot of things that can play into stats, and you're right. I think that's a good way, a good way of looking at it. Now, do you? So you think or you think Cam Coleman will have the most stats the freshman year out of the four that are coming into Auburn? Correct. Correct. Now, out of that, where do you think he will be on the – we'll just say total receiving yards. Do you think he will be first, second, third, fourth, fifth? Where do you think he lands there? I think Coleman is going to be first. Unless we bring oh. in another – yeah, I think he's going to be first. Unless we bring over, in Oh, talking about over, over, over Rivaldo? Yes. Oh, yeah. Rivaldo will not lead the team in receiving yards this year. I, I 100% guarantee that. Okay, so you think he you think he's over Rivaldo and then the other receivers? Yep. I okay. think Lewis is going to be the one that gives him a run for his money as far as uh, yards go. I, I would lean Coleman, and I don't think there's going to be another true freshman receiver that kind of for us this year that comes close to Coleman, Lewis, Baron Burton's amount of yards this year. I think okay, Thompson see- is going to take a little bit to get going. He'll be really good by the end of the year, but he won't. He won't uh, be competing for this yards title, in my opinion. So you think there'll be a? Do you think there's going to be a drop off 
which I think is a fair take. Do you think there's going to be a drop-off from Coleman to the next highest, second place on the true freshman wide receiver list? Who do you think will be the number two as far as a number of yards go? Probably Thompson. I think he's going to – I think by the end of the year, you, you could see Thompson starting on that other outside spot. But, I mean, it's tough being a true freshman coming in in August, getting your real your first real action. So that's yeah. why I lean that Lewis is going to start on that outside spot, at least to start with the year. All right, last question here. Similar to what we're getting at. You said Cam Coleman, in your your prediction, leads the team in receptions at the end of the year. And we'll do a few of these. We'll do a few I don't know about receptions. Uh, yards. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry yards. Yeah. Receiving yards. Apologies. Receiving yards at the end of the year. And we'll do a few more of these predictions as kind of more and more info comes out. But it's fun to kind of get them out there early just to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play the receipts if you're right. And if we're wrong, hopefully nobody remembers this and it'll just be forgotten about. Last question, though. Who, do you think he or who do you think will lead in total receiving touchdowns for the season? Uh, it'll, be, it'll be fair weather, I bet. Okay, he, so you think fair, fair weather. I mean, he, he, he set the record for touchdowns for a tight end in Auburn history this year, didn't he? Ooh, don't ask me that right now. I couldn't. I'm, I think I'm in basketball did. mode. I think he did. So I, I think Fairweather's the same. I mean, he's six foot four. He's a he's a red zone mismatch. I think it's a safe bet to say Fairweather will lead the team again in touchdown receptions. Well, I said it was going to be the. Uh, I said it was going to be the last question. I'll, I'll I'll hit you with one more. Who do you think on the team will have the longest single reception of the season? Coleman. Okay, I think Coleman. He, Coleman's got long speed too. He he's going to be a four four guy in the combine, so he he's going to be a deep threat as well. You're in Thompson. Thompson's got that speed too. So if he comes on late, you could see him do it. You're, you're looking at that. guys who can break away. So Coleman's going to be my bet there. You saw that, yeah. You saw that foot race they had. So that's going to be it's going to be exciting to see it. And I think, like I said, it's going to be exciting to see what happens in spring. And as crazy as it is for me to say, it may be exciting to see what's going to happen in a day so i i know we're on the same page here we're not fretting losing ryan williams to alabama he was kind of committed there the whole time and just played with their emotions a little bit and guess what auburn is just fine they got four studs coming on along with you know ryan or excuse me cam coleman who still is i think he's the number five on according to on three player overall i believe he's number four overall Number four overall. Yes, number know, four overall. Yeah, I know they just a lot of this, a lot of the recruiting sites just reevaluated their rankings here. So I, that's huge. When's the last time Auburn got a player that high? Was it was it Cowart? Yes, but well, he was number one overall in Rivals. I can't remember what he was on the composite, but Rivals had him as the number one overall player. I would uh, bet my life savings that Cam Coleman ends up being a better college player than Byron Cowart. Well, unfortunately, at least at Auburn, uh, that was not a that was not a very um, high bar, and it's always it's always painful when I see these videos of biggest college recruiting bust, and then Byron Cowart comes up, and it's just like mm, pain because that was a must champ grab, right? Yeah, that was that was must champ's class where he basically built Auburn's defense for four years in one recruiting class, yeah. uh, and Cowart. Coward's a part of it, and he ended up being really the one defend, defensive guy that didn't pan out that that class. Yeah, the hype. I remember. I remember the moment when he committed. I was just like staring at my phone at that notification, just like, "Oh, we are so back!" And you know, just well, you know, more let down. We're just used to it now, though. It was a little bit more optimism in the air back then. But hey, you know what? We got a lot of 
optimism in the air now. We're not, we're done with being let down. Times are changing. We're rolling in. Still tons and tons to be excited about for 2024. And we will be breaking it all down here on the Auburn Daily Show. Check us out next week. We'll be back at it with more stuff, of course, on the channel as well. The Top Button Podcast with Charlie Five. We'll be back at it. You can check out everything the Auburn Daily does on their website or daily.com. Check out social media. Check them out on Twitter. All the good stuff. And of course, like, subscribe, support the show, whether it be on YouTube, podcast, all that helps us out a ton. Want to thank our show sponsors again. And of course, our show guest today, Pat Barnes. We are going to wrap it up with this episode. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in.